Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 6th of June. Today, the man they call the Lizard signs the biggest deal in the AFL. Are the Blues set to go back in time for Cleary's origin replacement? And Miami fight back against the attitude with a road win in the NBA Finals. But first... For everything Australia has achieved on the global sporting stage, one unconquered hurdle is an Australian manager in the English Premier League. But, as per late yesterday, that box looks set to be ticked. Breaking news regarding the future of Celtics manager Ange Postacoglu and the potential of him becoming the new manager at Tottenham. Ange Postacoglu, the man who led the Brisbane Roar to back-to-back A-League championships and the Socceroos to Asian Cup glory in 2015, has reportedly agreed to a deal to become the new manager of EPL powerhouse Tottenham Hotspur. Postacoglu has spent the past two seasons in charge of Scottish Premiership League giant Celtic, leading them on a trophy-winning rampage, including a domestic treble this season. It's not beat about the bush. I was a joke when I was appointed. Um, a lot of people made fun of my appointment, but the supporters, for their own reasons, just put their collective arms around me and said, no, he's one of ours. And it was up to me then to repay that faith and trust. And I think... The reason that they've felt so close to this team and so probably so close to me is because while others may have mocked, they they stood behind me. Postacoglu is reportedly set to join the Spurs on a two-year deal with an option for a third, with the only sticking point at this stage exactly what compensation Celtic would receive in return for Ange heading to England. Amidst reports of Tottenham Hotspur's talisman Harry's Kane potentially moving on from the club, reports are that the Spurs are hopeful Ange would bring Celtic's Japanese star striker Kyogo Furuhashi to the club when he makes the move. Coming off a grand final loss last year to Geelong, the expectations were high for the Sydney Swans in season 2023. But with more losses than wins 12 rounds into the season and sitting 12th on the ladder, it's fair to say the season hasn't lived up to those lofty expectations. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. But yesterday, some good news out of Swans HQ. Blakey from outside 50 will just sting along towards goal. That's what he's capable of. Nick Blakey, the man they call the Lizard, has signed a new deal to stick around in the red and white of the Sydney Swans for a very long time. Yeah, it's um, very exciting. I mean, I grew up in Sydney and, and Sydney's home and, um, you know, I grew up supporting this club. So to be here for a while longer is something very nice and, um, yeah, I'm very excited for the future. The seven-year deal is the longest current contract in the league and means Blakey will be staying in the Harbour City until at least the end of 2031. Yeah, I was out of contract at the end of next year and uh, my manager came to me with a, with a long-term deal and um, sort of didn't didn't think twice about it. It was um, a no-brainer, really. I didn't didn't have to weigh up any other options. Um, you know, I can't see myself playing football anywhere else. And to be here for you know another eight years with with next year as well is is something really exciting and um, very humbled for the club to um, sign me on for that long. Blakey's signature comes at the perfect time for the club as they look to overcome their slow first half of the season. Oh no! We suck again! And the Swans will look to keep the good times rolling when they host St Kilda at the SCG this Thursday night in what will be spearhead Buddy Franklin's 350th game, taking him to 20th on the all-time games played list. Franklin also needs just one more goal to go clear of Geelong legend Doug Wade into outright fourth on the game's all-time goal-kicking list. 
After losing Game 1 to Queensland, the New South Wales nightmare of State of Origin looks set to continue with confirmation yesterday that star halfback Nathan Cleary is set to miss the rest of the series with a hamstring injury. Well, that sucks. Cleary's injury means that the Blues coach Brad Fittler will be forced into a new halves combination for the must-win Game 2 at Suncorp Stadium on June 21st. And while many pundits are predicting Fittler will entrust reigning Dalian medalist Nico Hines to lead the Blues, a blast from the past has emerged as a contender. Reynolds chipping over the top. Oh, it's Reynolds! He's the new mayor of Brisbane. He owns Suncorp Stadium. Broncos captain Adam Reynolds hasn't donned the New South Wales jersey since 2016. But at the age of 32 and having led the Broncos to the top of the NRL ladder, Reynolds confirmed to Triple M's rush hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo yesterday that he's both ready and willing should his state of origin come calling. Yeah, definitely. I think every player aspires to play origin. Obviously having a taste of it a, a number of years ago and didn't buy watching all the series go past, you always want to be back in that arena and I've been mentioned in that before and uh, I didn't get the nod, so not getting carried away or anything. I had to... Keep the head down, work hard, mate, and if I get the call, I'd be um, over the moon. Reynolds would offer the Blues a level of familiarity with Suncorp Stadium, having led the Broncos onto that exact field for the past season and a half. But only time will tell if Fittler is ready to trust the veteran to keep the Blues alive in the 2023 series. After the Denver Nuggets' domination of the Miami Heat in Game 1 of the NBA Finals, it was expected that it was only a matter of when, not if, the franchise would claim its first ever NBA title. We're going to win... And we're going to win big. And with Game 2 also play at the Nuggets home court, which brings with it a very unique home court advantage of being at more than 5,000 feet above sea level, it was expected to be Denver with a 2-0 series lead. An eight-point Miami lead with 5.14 remaining. Caldwell Pope chasing with five fouls. Inside, and a bio, and a foul. What a pass and finish. The lead is 10 and a chance for a three-point play. But the Miami Heat simply would not be denied, overcoming the altitude and levelling the series one all after a three-point win despite a 40-point performance from Denver's two-time league MVP, Nikola Jokic. Despite the result, Miami coach Eric Spolstra was touchy to the subject in his post-match press conference that they'd figured out how to manipulate Jokic into being just a scorer after he posted a playoff low four assists. It's probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when, when teams play against Jokic, you, you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. That's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. This guy's an incredible player. In two seasons, he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say, oh, make him a score. <laughs> That's not how they play. They, they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. You know, We try to do things the hard way, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. He has our full respect. Game three is this Thursday in Miami. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. To make sure you never miss an episode of The Scorecard, make sure you've hit subscribe, or for those of you listening on Spotify, hit that little bell icon. Done? Good. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.